Life is full of personal wins. I'm still waiting for mine. Whether it's cleaning your house or getting that dream car, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling your home and auto. Chrissy, you're always on top of all of this. Well, I am very deficient in some areas, but this is not one of them. I also love how personal State Farm is. I love my State Farm agent, Mike. Shout out to Mike. And guess what? Today, you guys can talk to a State Farm agent to learn how to bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, wait for it, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability amount on discounts and savings and eligibility vary by state. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Aaron Andrews here for Pro Plan Sport, advanced nutrition for active dogs like ours. I love getting active with my golden retriever, Howie, and whether we're heading out on an epic hike or simply taking our daily run together, I count on him to keep up with me every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs. So wherever you and your dog's next adventure takes you, start it off right with the advanced nutrition of Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. And I remember talking to Jimmy V the last time I saw him. And uh, it was basketball season was ending. God damn, why am I crying? Calm Down with Aaron and Carissa is a production of iHeartRadio. Calm down. We are both very excited about this guest that we have this week. We were just talking, Chris, our dads are going to love this episode. It is just, Mm. if you're a sports fan, if you're a dad, if you're interested in being in the industry, this episode is for you. We respect and love a lot of people in our profession, but at the top of the list is Dan Patrick. 40 years in the industry. He is a Hall of Fame sports broadcaster. Just wrote a book. We're not exactly <laughs> sure what this book is about, so we'll let him explain what it is. He's also going to talk to us about his first job in sports, maybe some old Sports Center stories. Of course, there's plenty of those and the challenges of leaving ESPN and going out on his own. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this. With that segue... <laughs> Who put on the left turn signal there? (laughs) Well, it's great to see you guys. Love you. It's great to see you. That voice is just so soothing. Oh, my God. Read me a bedtime story. Mm -hmm. Actually, read Mac a bedtime story, ladies and gentlemen. (gasps) Hey, um, before we get started and before I fuck up the title of your book, Anal? I, I need you no, to say it. Annals. Yeah, I, I go straight to anal. No, it's annals. Annals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Wait, if, that, if I did a left turn, what was that? A U-turn? It was a triple <laughs> axle. Uh, Dan also covered the Olympics. Which one was your favorite? Nancy? Um, no, annals. And, and. Okay. All right. Just think yeah. Ann. Ann. And old, yes. Okay. Uh, I didn't pick okay. the title. I discouraged the title, but they said, no, it's funny. And I go, okay. Annals is somehow funny. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Okay. Well, what is it about? Can you tell us? <laughs> okay. The book covers the history of the NFL. So you have every team, players, uh, some less great players, and it does uh, all of this without the burden of, uh, you know, being uh, hampered by the truth. Some some of it is true and some of it's not. But it's um, 
the occasionally accurate annals of football. The NFL's greatest players play scandal scrubs and stuff we totally made up. Mm, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we make our guests introduce their own oh, sure. book. Welcome, Dan <laughs> yeah. Patrick, the Hall of Fame sports broadcaster whose career has spanned 100 years. Uh, it's incredible to have you on, and Aaron and I will get into our affinity mm -hmm. for you throughout this uh, the next 45 minutes. Do you realize that I was doing sports when you guys were born? That's how long I've been doing sports. How long? When did you first start? Because I'll tell you when I was born. Okay. I've been doing this for over 40 years. Okay. What's the date you started? We're getting warmer. Okay. It would have... Well, am I close to where you are in age? Yes, but keep it going. <laughs> well, in our mind, we're 1970 what? 79. I was mm. born in 78, and I don't brag about it too often. <laughs> <laughs> so your first job, Dan, take us back. First day of work, you remember it? Um, well, you mean in this business? Yeah. Okay. Well, I did morning drive radio. I was the news God, person. Your voice. And I, uh, I did morning drive radio at a rock and roll station. And uh, I remember the first day I started, the Ayatollah Khomeini was in power in Iran, and he was doing bad things. And I had to actually read some serious news. I didn't know how to pronounce his name mm -hmm. and totally butchered it all morning long. And then finally, my program director said, um, you should watch the news, listen to the news if you're going to do the news. If not, then you need to move wow. on. And uh, and he was right because I I wasn't prepared to do it, to do it correctly. And uh, it taught me a great lesson there. And then. I ended up, I was working weekends at Channel 2 in Dayton, Ohio, and I was part-time. And I thought I was up for the weekend job, and it was me and Ken Kettering. Ken Kettering, blue-eyed, blonde hair, had like four kids, and, you know, he, he looked good on TV. But I didn't think that's what happened in the business. Like, you just, the better guy got the job. I knew more sports. He even said, look, you know more sports. He basically said everything, but he's better looking than me. And I remember I didn't get the job. And I was crushed. And I thought, I'll never get a job in this business. I went to Atlanta and I went to see an old girlfriend and she said, hey, CNN's hiring. And I said, I couldn't get a job in Dayton, Ohio. I'm not getting a job at CNN. She goes, will you go in there the last day you're here? Just go in, take your tape. And I took my tape in. I didn't even know who to talk to. I, I'm just like, who do I talk to in sports? And the woman at the desk goes, well, what do you do? And I go, I don't know what I do. I, I just lost a job in Dayton, Ohio. And my ex-girlfriend awesome. said to come in here and like, and they said, well, hold on. Uh, yes, we have a gentleman out here who has a tape. And oh, uh, they said, leave the tape. I'm going back to Ohio. Can I, can somebody just look at this tape? Uh, he's going back to Ohio. It just so happened that the president of CNN Sports, Bill McPhail, was from Ohio. And that's it. And a he star brought me back. was born. Yeah. And he watched three and a half minutes of my tape. It was five minutes. And uh, he said, when can you start? And I said, um, I, today. I mean, I'd have to go pack up my my stuff. But I, I started a week later doing headline sports. So I wasn't even on camera. Uh, and then eventually I got to do some reporting. I replaced Keith Oberman in New York six months later as the wow. CNN reporter. 
So there's a lot of luck. There's a little bit of fate and you have to have a little bit of talent. Can you imagine now if a boss, Carissa, I, I love that if I, I don't know if it was your producer, or your boss said, if you want to work on the news or report the news, you have to watch it. I feel like now you'd be reported to HR if he said that. You can't give criticism now. It's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, in this world that we live in, uh, people still ask Aaron and I being females in sports if we even like sports. It's like 20 years Do into like this it? thing, you still have to, you know, defend yourself. But wow. Dan, you have been one of our great supporters. Uh, in various yep. different capacities, of course, you know, our paths in this industry all cross at some point. But having Aaron and I spoke earlier today, we were just talking about how much we appreciated you in so many different ways and, and what you've been for us, whether it was before we even knew you and watching you and listening to you, but also in having the great pleasure of now knowing you in, as a, a not a colleague, because we didn't, we didn't work together at the same time, but as a friend. And Aaron, I would love for you to regale uh, the story of you in the hallways at ESPN, because I never crossed paths with you there. You were long gone at that point. I think I just started. Well, first of all, I mean, Sports Center, we said it. It's never been the same. Mm -hmm. It just hasn't. It's yeah. just it, those were the glory days. And at Chris, I'm not going to say it birthed our love of sports, but man, did it help nurture it. Mm -hmm. It just... It was, we watched it every night. It's what we wanted to do. We dreamt of being around you, being friends with you. I told Carissa today, the second you got Dan Patrick's cell phone number and you're actually texting, nothing bad, but just advice or funny things, or you had said, hey, great job with this. You were like, made it. I freaking made it. <laughs> like, this is massive, massive. Yeah, so I, I think I had just started, Dan, right when you were, uh, yeah, no, I, I was around, but it was like you'd see you and it was like, oh my God, it's No, Dan I met you the first time. There was a group of us. I think we met up by the airport. There was a, a whole group of people and it was a seminar. It was off yep. campus. Yeah. And you came over to me and you said. Oh God, oh shit. <laughs> no, no, no. You said, you know what I love about you? And, and you know, everybody's watching everybody there. So it's oh, like, God. okay. And and they can't hear it, but she came over and she said, you know what I love about you? And I go, what? She goes, you have great things to say about your daughters mm. on oh, yeah. the radio. I remember that. And, yep. it, and it hit me. It was like, because I get emotional now thinking about it. Because, Aww. you know, it, that's sort of why I was, I was kind of, I kind of uh, captured myself at ESPN where I wasn't at home with three daughters and my son and my wife. And so when somebody said something about my daughters, it was, you selfish prick, you should be at home more, you know, with them instead, mm -hmm. you know, because you have to be selfish in this business mm -hmm. to yep. be successful. You do. And I was I was selfish. I was doing second shift. I had four kids in, you know, seven years. You know, there was four years, four, uh, seven years with four kids. And my wife's doing all the work and I'm I'm here at Sports Center. And it, it, it I just remember it hit me. And it, even when I was thinking about, you know, I saw your face. I remember that mm -hmm. moment where you came over and that's mm -hmm. what you said. So, so sweet. Um, yes. But, you know, that. Uh, but do you guys agree you have to be selfish uh, at some point in your life and others will uh, pay the price? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Dan, you and I have uh, brought levity to difficult things in my life. It's one of the many reasons I love you because we can joke about, you know, terrible things that have happened to me or terrible things yeah. that I've done to myself, which is choosing the wrong partners in life. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Divorces with an S. But there is, there, you you have to bring some humor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Divide by two. Um, I did try to give you advice. 
I did. I, but I then I didn't know if I was supposed to give you advice on that. No, you're always supposed to give me Stop. advice. And that's the part that I have appreciated about you. And we'll get into your incredible career. But, you know, but getting- you had to experience it, though, Carissa. That was the thing. I I, I mean, I, I was like viewing you like you're a daughter where I'm like, I got to give you some advice here. And it- then I'm like, I don't know if I how much advice I give you. No, you your advice was always and will always be welcome. And uh, but, <laughs> but what I'm bringing it back to the selfishness part is that, you know, I, I chose the wrong partners or whatever, probably because I couldn't invest enough time to actually figure out who these people were because I was more focused on my career. And I don't want to speak for Aaron, but Aaron having sweet Mac Roger stole later in life, you know, and becoming I had a, a mother. kid, Dan. I heard. Did you, I, I saw. Had, <laughs> finally had a baby. I mean, I didn't, but... You know, so yeah. So now I feel like I'm being selfish. I left Carissa a message today. I said, I don't even know my baby because I'm running around <laughs> going to Baltimore and back, you know? Yeah, but you make these choices and whether it's, you know, your marriages fail or whether you have success in a marriage and having kids, it is the, uh, sort of that combination of being able to do it all while still prioritizing the thing that we've all wanted yeah. to do our whole lives. So when you look back, Dan, on, you know, your illustrious Hall of Fame career along the way, do you now forgive yourself for being selfish? Oh, boy. That's loaded. Um, Lay on the couch behind you. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's a leather chair, right? Uh, <laughs> now I have a couch over here in my man cave. No, I, I, I don't think you can ever make up for it. And I remember I, I, I was at ESPN for 17 years. And this isn't a, you know, oh, poor Dan. I, I chose this. But yeah. I came home and I started doing my radio show out of my attic. And, and and so not many people leave ESPN. And if you do leave ESPN, you're probably not going to go, man, am I kicking ass? I'm in my attic doing radio. <laughs> but I was around my family mm, every yeah. day. And I remember going to a school play and I started crying. And it was my daughter. And, and my wife goes, what are you crying about? Mm. And I go, because I didn't experience it. I missed all of this. And she goes, you're lucky. I've had to go to all of these school <laughs> plays. <laughs> I said, I, you're right, hon. You're right. But it was the little things, just the smallest yeah. things where you're just around. And I, I tell students at, uh, you know, my broadcasting school, you don't just take a job. If you, your, your family could be attached to this, getting married, uh, getting right. divorced. I mean, the, stre- the better you are, the worse your hours are. You know, mm. just be ready to go. God, that's good. Um, and... And it, everybody wants to do it. They think they can do it. I think it's the most competitive job field in America because everybody sits there and says, I could do that. Like, mm-hmm. that's not hard. Our job is to make it look easy, to make it look fun. And I just, I remember, you know, you're trying to figure out exactly, you know, who you are. And I got to get my ass kicked when I left ESPN because it's so easy to get comfortable there. It's powerful. And, you know, it's an elixir there. And, and I just thought, you know what? I wouldn't get any better. And I needed to find out if I could get better. And, you know, I, I left, but I've never been happier than those three years doing a show in my attic with my Danettes. Guys, everyone loves a win, even if it's small. I had two big ones. I mean, congratulations to me. Let's celebrate. Finally cleaned out the fridge in the garage with all the nasty crap in the nice. drawer from last Christmas, maybe even Thanksgiving. And... 
I'm getting somewhere on my closet. Purging, organizing, what about you? My big wins have to do with the cute little animals up at the ranch. Simba, who's my rescue, graduated. He doesn't have to stay in the crate overnight. He can hang out with the big boys at night. And also my sweet little baby chicks are thriving. So no matter if your win is big or small, it's still a win and it calls for a celebration. And who's cheering right beside you? Say it with me, Aaron. State, State Farm. Farm. The State Farm personal price plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. So talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability amount of discounts and savings and eligibility vary by state. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I called you. I called you for advice. You, I mean, I feel like you played the father figure role for both of us, our broadcasting dad, our Wizard of Oz. Um, yeah, I called you and asked you what I should do if I should go to Fox or stay at ESPN. Yeah. You, Chip Kelly, and my uh, Coach K. <laughs> those are, those <laughs> okay. are good people to no, lean on. And I, and I thought you should go. I, I yep. just, you know, sometimes those four letters can dwarf you and you know, there, there's, I call it like beer muscles. There's ESPN muscles. When you work there, you're like, man, I am good. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you realize when you get out, not everybody thinks you're that good. And, um, yeah. cause I started with 12 radio stations. I was going door to door. It was like, Hey, Dan Patrick, remember me? <laughs> hey, I'm, I was on sports and in Fuego. Hey, you know, like trying to remind people. And then they're going, Nope, Nope. You know? And then I, I just remember going door. It was humbling. But mm. it was great because wow. I fought for my ass and I was like, I will be successful. I told people, I guarantee that I'll be successful. Meanwhile, I have no idea. I have I went from having so much confidence to none. Mm. And then all of a sudden you build that back up. But I, I told you, I knew what you could do well. And I didn't know if you would be showcased at ESPN the way you should have been. Well, I appreciate 
You. Yeah. Anyone that has read the ESPN book, we know there's a lot of stories in there and there's a lot of stories that uh, were omitted. So we're going to focus on some of the positives. Dan, I need uh, <laughs> for anyone that is not familiar with the you know long history, good, bad and ugly. I want a good ESPN story, whether it involved a co-host, whether it involved, you know, a, an mm. A very memorable sports center or a moment, sort of maybe what sticks out to you when you look back at your tenure there? My stories all deal with the people behind the scenes because yeah. those are the people that interest me. I didn't care about sitting around listening to talent talk about talent. It was boring. But when you had your prompter operator who eventually becomes your producer, and nearly got fired his first day by Bob Lee, Mark Summer. He, he was running Prompter, and Bob came on and said, uh, hello, uh, welcome to Sports Center With Bob Lee, I'm Dan Patrick. Well, he had messed up the read on Prompter, and poor Mark Summer's over there thinking he's going to get fired. Fast forward, he eventually became the coordinating producer doing SportsCenter while I was there. And to see the, the progress, the growth with those people, um, and I think the the one moment I still go back to was the Jimmy V night mm -hmm. at the the ESPYs. And it brought us together. He, yeah. You know, because sometimes it's very competitive at ESPN. It's competitive all over. But back then, we had everybody doing SportsCenter. You had Stewart, you have Rich, you had Chris Myers, Chris Fowler, you had Chris Berman, myself. Oberman. Oh my God. What a what a lineup. Lineup. That's amazing. <laughs> Crazy. Mike Chirico just got hired. I mean, it was, God. it was competitive and I don't know if it fostered, um, you know, friendship. You were kind of friends in your little class, your little group there, but you know, the, the 11 o'clock, the, I, the, I guess there was a rivalry with the six o'clock with Charlie Steiner, Robin really? Roberts, Bob Lee. Um, and, and, and so it, that night brought us together. Because we kind of saw the bigger picture here. This man's dying. And, and, and embrace life. Like, what mm -hmm. are you doing? You should laugh. You should cry. Every, you know, he was saying those things. And I remember it hit me. And I'm, I'm thinking, God, he's, I mean, he's so right. And it's right in front of us. And I remember talking to Jimmy V the last time I saw him. And uh, it was basketball season was ending. God damn, why am I crying? No, because um, you're human. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, I talked to him and I purposely stayed away from him the last month or so of the basketball season. And I told him that and I said, hey, there's a reason I, I, I've, I've avoided you. He would take people out for drinks. He was wonderful. And I, I stayed away because he, my dad died of cancer. Fuck, this is supposed to be fun. And I told him that. He goes, how long did they tell you, did they tell your daddy had to live? And I said, six months. And he goes, how long did he live? I said, six months. Mm -hmm. And oh, it crushed oh, him. Oh, God. Crushed him. And he said, will you do me a favor? When I die, the picture over your shoulder when you're doing Sports Center, will you give me a fucking good looking picture, please? <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to cry. And I told the story. I told the story that. Jim wanted a, a great picture over my shoulder when he died. And I got to do, you know, the obituary. But, you know, those moments bring you together because they present reality. We, we don't we live in fantasy land when we do sports. Jim yeah. had reality right in front of us. And I remember it was important because we needed to be powerful as a team. And I thought it brought us closer together.
Well, I think what's really awesome. special about this, and yes, I know, you know, we're not all, you know, usually emotional people, but I think there's a bigger message here is that work has become family, right? And, you know, wh- no matter what happens in our own personal lives, like this, this, these three people, right, myself included on the screen, I'll become friends because uh, of the work that we have done together or just in the business. So it's really special. And like, uh, you know, I don't have kids or the jokes about my marriage. It's like the, I lean on you guys as family in that way. So it's really special that those relationships uh, have left those kinds of indelible marks in your life, Dan. So let's turn our attention now to some funny things. OK, Ooh. what is okay. uh, what's the biggest thing that you've gained from your time on your own show with your own mic flag right there in the fun group that you work with every single day? That desk is a mess. Mm-hmm. There's a lot on that desk. <laughs> yes, I, oh I collect. God. I collect. Now you're called a hoarder. I was just a collector. <laughs> um, and it sounds worse when you're a hoarder. Um, yeah. but, but I, <laughs> like hey, annals. You, I mean, annals. Yeah. <laughs> yes. hey, hey, annals hoarder. <laughs> yes. Uh, the annals of uh, football. Um, I love the grind. I love yeah. when, when, you know, people say, you know, why do you still do it? And I go, I don't, I'd love it. I love it every day. Yeah. And you get to come in and you can go, what are we talking about today? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What do we want to talk about today? Whereas at ESPN, I thought I would had to check the box like, hey, Sunday night baseball coming up. It's the Red Sox and the Yankees. And joining us now is John Miller, John. And then it would be, <laughs> uh, hey, they're a hockey game. And, uh, you know, like Barry Melrose. Joined. Like it, it felt like I was just an extension of ESPN, not myself. And I promised my wife that when I did it, I was just going to do it sort of through the lens that I saw life. And I give advice yeah. all the time, like guys dropping their daughters off at school. Can you cry? And, you know, I tell them, no, because you've got confidence in your daughter. You want her to know that you believe in her. If you cry, then, you know, maybe she may feel like you don't think she can do it. And then because I did this three times and I was like, I ain't crying. I ain't crying. My daughter's going to know I believe in you. I have confidence in you. And I love to be able to impart wisdom like that. Yeah. So when you have that forum where whatever you want to do, do it. Whoever mm-hmm. you want to have on, have on. And I, that freedom, it, I mean, this is me on my show, whereas before I probably wasn't myself. Guys, everyone loves a win, even if it's small. I had two big ones. I mean, congratulations to me. Let's celebrate finally cleaned out the fridge in the garage with all the nasty crap in the nice. drawer from last Christmas, maybe even Thanksgiving. And I'm getting somewhere on my closet. Purging, organizing, what about you? My big wins have to do with the cute little animals up at the ranch. Simba, who's my rescue, graduated. He doesn't have to stay in the crate overnight. He can hang out with the big boys at night. And also my sweet little baby chicks are thriving. So no matter if your win is big or small, it's still a win. And it calls for a celebration. And who's cheering right beside you? Say it with me, Aaron. State, State Farm. Farm. The State Farm personal price plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. So talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings and eligibility vary by state. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. 
But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So Aaron and I have gotten to a place in our professional careers, if you can call it that, uh, where we stopped giving so a professional. We stopped giving a shit. <laughs> and I think, and not, and not in our, our we give our, a shit, not in our day but, job. Yeah. No, no, I mean like on air and doing our job. But I'm saying uh, we stopped caring about. I'll speak for myself. I stopped caring about the opinions that other people had of me. What uh, the general public? Yes, I care. My family, my friends, and and my you know employers think of me. But there is sort of this like I'm comfortable enough in myself. I'm comfortable enough with the mistakes that all the shit that's happened. We're old to just own it, right? So. Isn't yeah. there real freedom, Dan? I feel like you're, you know, and yeah. have been for a long time where you just can can be yourself. And that's so liberating. But I don't know how I, I don't think I could have done it the way you you have done it. You two have done it from the standpoint of there's so much criticism out there. There's so many people coming after you. There's I mean, I didn't have that. You know, the the kind of the sweet spot of my career, there was no social media on SportsCenter. Right. We were, we were just able Can to do it. Can you imagine? Oh. Well, you guys wouldn't have cared. You wouldn't have cared. I don't think you would have. I don't think it would have altered how you would have done it. But I mean, here's a story. 45. Chrissy, you're what? 41. Yeah, whatever. Great. We're all so May babies. <laughs> but here's something, Dan. We're having fun, right? And at Fox, we have fun. And we had openly said, which got some attention, Taylor Swift, you should date Travis Kelsey. We both love Travis Kelsey. We've been open with that. I can be very open that he's good looking. He smells great because my husband thinks he's good looking and he <laughs> smells great. Carissa got a phone call from somebody in the industry that said to her, you really shouldn't say that about athletes because, you know, you just don't. What? What are we saying? Uh, yeah. And by the way, we're both yeah. basically married. I mean, Chris is basically married. I have a kid. Like, we're fine. We can have fun with shit. Wait, Carissa, have on you? the athletes. Wait, wait, hold on. Carissa. Bury the lead? Yeah. Yes. What? I'm not married again. I told you I would I never get married again. I love him. And I basically call him her husband okay. because I'm thinking it into existence. Okay. And you will love him. Great sense of humor. Right. Super fun. Good hang. Can like go to the work parties and just be off with my husband. You'd love him. Okay. Well, the story there is that Matthew Stafford and Kelly were sick of me dating losers. And they were like, we have a great guy for you. So Good. they were the matchmakers. Okay. So it was vetted. And I know the social security number and the bank account now. So all is right. Okay. You know, these are questions yeah. I should have asked. 
Speaking of questions, he puts the seat down. Wait, can I ask a really <laughs> stupid industry question, which I was dying when you were talking about your friend who was working the prompter? Yeah. How much did you rely on the prompter? Because I'm not thinking you're Ron Burgundy over here, but come on, I feel like you would just be off script. How much did you rely on it? Very. I, I would say 70% of that show was ad-libbed. Yeah. Like okay. you, would, yeah. you would have a framework for something. I mean, the highlights, the highlights would be cut and come in. We didn't even get to see most of them. I would yeah. say at least a half, if not three quarters of the highlights on any given night. These interns or PAs are bringing them in, handing you the shot sheet. You got to read their penmanship and oh you're just trying to. So you're ad libbing. And it was wonderful. That, so li fun. that awesome. live feeling is just well, I, I mean, I would get through with work and I'd be fired up. It'd be like, I felt like I played, but you had <laughs> to be on your game. Um, and I remember I got a shot sheet one time. It was at the end of the show. And, you know, this intern or PA brought it in and she just kind of handed it to me. And I'm looking at it and we're in commercial break and they're counting me down in my ear like, all right, coming back in 10 and nine, eight. And I go, wait, Ben, Ben Blodol? Wait, this guy's this pitcher for the Tigers is Ben Blowdoll? Five, four. Oberman Shit. goes, it's Ben Bloomdog. Bloomdog, not Blowdoll. And I go, uh, Tigers in uh, Anaheim, blah, blah, blah. Ben Bloomdoll on the mound. I'm going, holy shit. But it, you did it. And it, it back then, you would have blown it if you I, I would have literally. Uh, but, I, but you were able to, and even if you made a mistake, you made a mistake. You just said, oh, my bad. And then that was it. You just moved on with it. But I just yeah. I, I love that feeling of it's live <laughs> ad lib and they they trusted us to a certain degree. And we figured this out that management would stay till around six thirty, maybe seven o'clock. And then they'd go home, you know, and have lives. And we wondered if they were watching because mm. they'd always say, hey, great show last night. Hey. And you know they didn't. They weren't watching. Hey, yeah, man, good highlights last. <laughs> good energy, and I'm going. I, you know what? We should test and see. So yes, we we had a boss, Bob Eaton, <laughs> and Bob would always come out as he's getting ready to go home, and he was running sports in the time, and he'd always walk out, and we'd be all typing away, and he'd go, "Hello," and then. We go, oh, hey, Bob, how are you? And, and, and that would be it. You know, he'd, he'd uh, talk a little bit and then he'd go home. So that night, I think it was the Cleveland Indians, and their ball went through Jerry Dubzinski's legs, shortstop for the Indians. And Oberman goes, hello. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, we're going to find out something tomorrow. Well, we went in the next day. Bob came out of his office and went, hello. And we went, nobody's watching us at night. We could do whatever we wanted to do. I mean, we took liberties. <laughs> we took liberties. Right. We had fun. We got scolded one time really bad. Why? And, and, and it, um, they thought we were making it, it. making it about ourselves. And, and, and we might have been. But I remember whenever you get called into a meeting and the more wood paneling, the more trouble you're in. It just feels like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the bigger office, yes. the nicer yes. dress, yes. Mm -hmm. the better no, view. There was wood paneling on the, the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Yes, there was Shit. wood paneling. And I, I, I said, we're in trouble. We Bob are in trouble. And all of a sudden, they start banging on the desk, our bosses. And they said, you will not make this about you. Going. And at the time, I had 
three children. I'm thinking, I can't get fired. And, and, and so we, they said, from now on, you must go to commercial break and say, this is SportsCenter. And I go, okay. So we walked out <laughs> of the meeting and I'm like, oh my God, it's like five o'clock. We have to do a show. And then Oberman goes, fuck them. I go, what? <laughs> he goes, fuck them. No. And he goes, we'll say this is Sports Center. So that night, you know, they yeah. didn't want us to call it the big show. We only called it the big show. We mocked ourselves. The big show. We didn't even know <laughs> if anybody was watching. So we were mocking ourselves. And then they said, oh, you're making it about yourself. We're like, uh, okay. We go to commercial break. And it was like, uh, you know, coming up, uh, it'll be da 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 And Keith yells, this is Sports Center. <laughs> and, I awesome. go, and I go, all right. They started it. They started the This is Sports Center ad campaign after that. And because, it, oh, you know, the, the tagline was This is Sports Center. And it started there. And then they go, you know, we're going to do commercials. They couldn't get any athletes to come to Bristol. Nobody, because they wanted to be paid. And I'm calling Grant Hill and Jason Kidd. I said, would you please do this promo? Uh, I think they gave him $2,000 for a charity. And you have to come to Bristol, Connecticut. Where? Yes. <laughs> and Grant Hill came. Thank God he did. He, he played the piano in the lobby. Yeah. I came out. I had a bad show. And he goes, yeah. what's wrong, Dan? And I go, huh? Oh, you know, bad show, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, well, this might help. Dun, 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 dun. So Grant was playing the piano in the lobby. And then Jason Kidd flew in a helicopter and he brought in his own highlights and then told us what highlights to put on SportsCenter. Those were the first two. And then cool. after that, everybody goes, hey, I want my SportsCenter commercial. So it started Amazing. with us getting yelled at, this is SportsCenter, to, you know, an ad campaign that's one of the greatest ad campaigns ever. Ever. Wally, Wally. That's my <laughs> David Ortiz with the Wally. <laughs> there were, they were great, but... Um, Everybody wanted it. Then after that, you had, it'd be a normal day and you'd walk around, you'd be, uh, well, there's the uh, uh, Syracuse Orange over there and Michigan yeah. State's mascot and uh, George Murison is walking around here. <laughs> it'd be like just a typical day at ESPN. Well, it, uh, you know, it's so much a part of your the fabric of your career and your life. And still, you know, you have a love for it. I see the four letters right next to the police. So I don't know. Call 911 because this is an emergency. I think, I think um, Chris Berman or Bob Lee gave me this. And, I, and it's an Aww. ESPN badge that they used to wear. And when we were jackets, doing, yeah. we were doing like the 25th anniversary of SportsCenter. Mm -hmm. And I remember they gave this to me. And look. Without those two guys and Tom Mees, I mean, they're, they're the founding fathers. They, without them, uh, you know, there, there is not ESPN the way we know it. It just isn't. Yeah. It's why I might, I remember I would go to church every Sunday with my mom. And as I started to get older, like six or seven, I was like, I don't want to go to church anymore. I want to stay home with dad and I want to watch football. And so my dad would let me stay at home and we'd watch Chris Berman, but I was not allowed to talk. He's like, I'm going to teach you the game and I'm going to tell you what offsides, false start, all these things are. But like, that's how, I, that's why I wanted to become a broadcaster was because watching Chris and being with my dad and just like those, those memories. Love that. And you'll love what is coming up on Thursday for the big show. Big show. Who knew they called Sports Center? I guess I remembered that. The big show. Why? Well, 
shit, I thought we got the trademark for that one. <laughs> Still can. Yeah, let's try. They didn't call a sports set of the big show, did they? Who's Keith Oberman and Dan Patrick? Well, we'll tell you who. Check out Thursday's episode as well. Calm Down with Aaron and Carissa is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Carissa Thompson here for Pro Plan Sport, advanced nutrition for active dogs like ours. I love getting active with my dogs, Willis and Daisy. So whether we're on one of our daily runs together or exploring down at my ranch, I count on them to keep up with me. That's where Pro Plan Sport comes in. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on a run, start your journey off right with the high performance fuel your dogs need to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlanSport.com.